Slammed away. There's Gaze. Got a rally. You pass. That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on this. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. Elliot. What a start. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello, NBL Super Coaches. It is Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast here. I am the Super Coach Hawk, sitting with my good friend, SC Matrix, absolutely brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. Make sure you jump on and use the promo code INSIDE15 to get 15% off all your Standard Squeeze products. And also Ryan Hammond at Astute Newstead for all your finance needs and brokerage needs. Jump on, give Ryan Hammond a call and tell him that the Inside Boyd sent you and he will take care of your needs. How are you, Matty? Mate, I'm just I'm just excited to be here again. Get, oh, G League Ignite played. I tell you what, we've got a SAR circle jerk later. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> and that's all come from that's all come from literally a two minute chat before we've jumped in studio and and had a crack, which I love. I'm very intrigued to see how it goes. And before I throw to you to introduce our special guest that we have, make sure you click subscribe, everybody. You can see it at the bottom there. Jump on. You can follow us on all your podcast needs. You can follow us on Instagram. We are bringing you the content that you need to build your MBL Super Coach teams. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit nervous here. I've got. NBA 2K24 downloading over here with the biggest download ever seen in the history. I've got the AFL final between Collingwood and Melbourne over there. I've got my NBL Supercooks down here on my iPad. I don't know what the heck's going to happen in this episode, but hopefully we don't glitch and hopefully uh, IINet he's, keeps my Here's your answer. <laughs> that is always the answer when it comes to you. But have that sip, drink it down quick, because I would like you to introduce our NBL expert on today's episode. So I've got Hammer here today, Hammer Hamish Bowden. Um, excited to have you here. I know you've been a big NBL fan in the past, a big NBL fantasy player. Tell us a little bit about yourself and let us know about your NBL fantasy journey and even your basketball journey a little bit. Have a bit of a chat to us. Thanks for having us, guys. Any chance I get to speak NBL or NBL fantasy, I'll take it. Everyone else is sick of hearing about me, so we'll see how long you guys last. So NBL fantasy... I'm over my tantrum of it, crossing over Supercoach. Finally settled down and, and worked out it's everything's going to be okay. But um, a lot of differences, love to discuss them. But uh, yeah, man, I'm just excited. We're 20 days out from the season. It's, it's coming up quick. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I've got to ask one quick question before we kick on. That is a sick background for anyone watching us on YouTube right now. Is that like a legit library behind you there? Because, mate, that is baller. <laughs> 101 right there, in my opinion. Is yeah. that legit? That's legit wallpaper. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was, yes. I was going to make a comment about the fact that he can't read. but um. That is – that is. We, we're not going to match the start to an episode with that just there. I, I applaud anyone. Please, if you are listening to us on um, Spotify or on the podcast, please jump on the YouTube and just check out the first three minutes just for that. That is unreal. I need to know where you get from because I'm going to make that sick behind me for sure. Guys, we digress. 
On today's show, we're going to talk about NBL Fantasy versus Supercoach, obviously getting the experts on to talk about the differences between the two. We're going to cover the one preseason game, which did involve my Wildcats. I don't shy away from my love for the Cats. Um, and we're going to go through our current lineups, especially focusing on Hammer's lineup. And then we'll go into having a quick look at what Matrix and myself have been doing on the Discord. We've been mucking around, jumbling around with uh, our lineup. So we'll just have a little bit of chat to what we've done, albeit maybe not what we're going to see on round one. Anything from you, Matrix, before we dive in? Do you want to give them the lead code? Yeah, look, our lead code is 680481. We've got plenty of prizes coming on board. Uh, that's our free league. Um, in our Discord, we are organizing some cash leagues, which I don't want to plug out, but just get into our Discord, um, see some, I suppose, the opportunities to make some money. If you think that you're going to be killer at NBL, we're going to have $25 leagues, $50 leagues, and $100 leagues. But I'm pretty happy to delve into Supercoach versus NBL Fantasy. Um Hawk and I have a super coach background. Let us know how you went last year in NBL Fantasy, Hammer. NBL Fantasy last year, I think it was 35th finished. Yep. So, uh, thereabouts the last couple of years. Been, uh, been in the top 10 late, late. And then uh, you get that last round or two and it's like, well, am I comfortable sitting here? Am I going to make a move? The point of difference and try and win it and didn't work out too well. Drop, drop that odd 25 spots. So, um, yeah. You've got to do it though, don't you? You've got to do it. If you're sitting in that spot, you've got to have a crack. Like there's no point. It's great to say finish top 10. I think it's pretty special to say to get into the top 10. That's a massive effort, but you've got to have a crack. Once you're there, you've got to have a go. Do you remember the move? What'd you do? Who'd you go for? I can't remember. I can't remember, but it's so much. There's skill, definitely skill, but there's a lot of luck. You get an injury, like, I got killed at times during that, that COVID-interrupted season. I had captains on a triple, and all of a sudden, Perth. I mean, my man, John Mooney, he was my captain. Perth just locked down their borders. The games are cancelled. I get a zero on my captain. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but I didn't vote for McGowan because I have family over in Victoria. So don't blame me. It wasn't me. I, I'm not all for a republic of Western Australia. I'm open to everybody. So I apologise on behalf of the yeah. WA people. But look, well, um, responsible. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never forget something with you, Hammer. I was, we were walking along the coast one day anyway. We were talking about cars or whatever, and you're like, I don't need to buy a car. I'm going to win one in NBL Fantasy. That's how confident yeah. you are. I had my oh. name on the MG. I was, I was finishing <laughs> first. And, uh, yeah, how'd that turn out? You'll, that, you'll be happier with an ASX, man. That, that quote alone, right? That quote alone, right there, is why we have you on the show. We 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 want that type of confidence, borderline arrogance. I love it. I love it. Now, <laughs> have you met Hammer? Yeah, mate. I'm I'm all for it. I'm not even lying. I've literally got my Kit Kat family block here. I'm so prepared to just sit back and watch the show. I can't wait. Anybody who knows me, I've got a tennis background, and I feel like I'm going to be at the U.S. Open just watching you two go back and forth. I can't wait. I can't wait, which leads me to my first sort of question. It's probably not a controversial one. I think it's more topical for everybody. We all know that we're going into NBL fantasy, uh, super coach, dare I say, for the first time. No doubt, Hammer, with your experience in fantasy, you've done a bit of research now to have a really good look at the differences between fantasy and now super coach. Without talking about specific players, what are you seeing specifically now just in the general outtake of what's going on between the two? Yeah, it's it's this whole structural change. Like from your starters in fantasy, you had a sixth man. All right. Now we've lost that. And the scoring's changed, which has definitely shifted the focus 
from being a very powerful and centre-centric setup of your team, giving you double-doubles and the, the points associated with your rebounds, it shifted that almost completely to the guards. We're looking at guys in your point guard, shooting guard position, which now, as, as you know, it's just guards and forwards. We're not got the specific breakdown, which makes it another little bit of a wrinkle. And uh, it's taken away a lot of the negative stats. So the points you used to lose for missed shots, that's now gone. So we're used to not touch what you classify as an inefficient player. Guys who get a lot of shots up, poor percentages. They're now relevant again. So it's definitely been a shift. Do you know what I find interesting there is, as a diehard supercoach player when it comes to AFL, it's it's interesting in regards to NBL, it's kind of done the flip-flop. So for AFL mm. fantasy, for anyone who plays AFL fantasy out there, it's kind of a anyone can play because it's just stat-based. You could kick the ball out on the full and you still get three points for the kick. Compared to supercoach, you actually get a minus because it's inefficient kick. That's, so it's that's interesting dumb shit. Yeah. So it's interesting though for the NBL super coach, they've gone very just points based. The mm. you know, there's no penalty for a missed shot. So I know I said we'll talk players, but Bryce Cotton just nearly goes up another echelon with this style yeah. of play. But yeah, what else are you seeing when you're sort of putting this team together, which we will reveal throughout this episode? Yeah. Look, I'm seeing some common common uh, threads between the two platforms. Certain players translate well. Uh, I'm still trying to see with a few of them how it's going to work out with your scoring system. So traditionally, your cash cows, making money has been important, especially coming into the back end of the season. Yep. And understood pretty well your fantasy uh, cash builder. It'll be interesting to see how Supercoach, how that plays out, you know, how much they're going to go up each week. That's going to be new to me. So as much as I've got the background in fantasy, there's a lot new to me in, in Supercoach too. So there's some things I'm figuring out on the fly. Let's... Matt, I'm looking at I'm looking at your point three there, Matt, and I want you to explain this one. No team wins means load up on scrubs. What are, what am I hearing there? What am I reading, <laughs> mate? So uh, when you go back to NBL fantasy, and I've only tinkered a little bit with NBL fantasy, uh, mainly because I found it actually quite unforgiving for a new a new player to get in. So I would start and I would play for like three weeks, and I would get the shits with it and and leave. Um, but yeah, basically you used to get points for your team being good. So you would, I don't, I'm not even sure. Hamish can probably attune to as to whether actually people actually cared about it, but basically you'd get a couple of points just for your team not being shit. Yeah, man. It's look to me, it was never a factor. You used to get two, two points for a team win added to your player's fantasy score. So if you're looking at a guy like a, like a good fantasy score, you're looking for about a 50. Right, so your team wins as well. You get fifty-two. It's in the grand scheme of things, it was it was not overly relevant. Like I wouldn't be picking guys based on that. Um, yep. As a, you know, it was almost better to get guys on a on a bad team who are going to play a lot. You know, it cancels that yep. out. So, but that's gone. Sure. That's another another difference. I'm pretty excited to like follow along when I watch what I found with NBL fantasy was. To the naked eye, like I'd just sit down, I'd crack open my beer as per usual because, you know, it's a day that ends in Y. And I'd sit in front of the TV to watch some basketball, right? And, like, I just find it super easy. I think with this scoring system, it's going to be super easy to see, you know, Sobi hits a three, 
it's fine. Sobi picks out a, a rebound, it's one point. You get an assist, it's two. You're not worried about missed shots. You're not really worried. Like, you know that a turnover is a negative stat. Um, look, I don't even think double-doubles are rewarded as well as NBL Fantasy. Can you attune to, to any of that? Or I know that you're a stats man, Hammer. Like, do you have a notepad out when you watch? Like, um, <laughs> it, you get good at it, man. Like, the, the scoring is definitely simplified. Like, you know, you used to, there's going to be a lot of differences. Rebounds is probably one of the most, uh, most obvious ones. Like, from memory, uh, a defensive rebound was worth two points, offensive rebound was worth three. And so you'd be sitting there, and you know, guys are missing a shot, tip in, miss, tip in, miss. And it's like, I don't care about the misses. You just got six points for offensive rebounds, but missed one, two points for the two missed shots. But, yeah. uh, but now rebounds, one point, regardless of offensive or defensive. It, it really, the, that's what's taken the big man out of it a bit. Like, you still have some relevant guys, but you used to have a guy, like I'm talking to Majok Majok. You know, mm. he'd come on, if he got the minutes, he'd be good for 10 and 10. He'd be relevant. You know, right now, probably not so much. We talked about him on the last one. I think he's getting a bit of pick just because people know his name and his price is low, but you got to look at where his actual role's at. Look, well, yeah, we only like... have to remember one. You only have to remember one name when you're talking about him, so that's good. Like that sets him above everyone else. So, so nice they named him twice, man. There's a lot of ways to go with this one. <laughs> oh, I feel like we could talk about this for a little while, but I need a little bit more controversy out of you guys, and we'll we'll move we'll move on. Speaking of games, one thing I must say that I like about this is I feel like I'm actually going to be able to go to games and watch games and not need to be on my phone looking at what the players' scores might be because of that simplicity of what the adding up is when you're on a super coach afl you're like you could see your player playing well and go on your phone he's not actually scoring well because of the algorithm you feel like you just need to be looking at it all the time i think i think we can actually go to the game grab a beer and actually watch it and know what our player is doing because it's right there in front of us just do some basic math i I think for matt he might need to pull out fingers toes calculator and a few other things but he'll get there in the end so it's all good well yeah with with my team and that many points i only have 20 so um yeah that's right (laughs) You're picking straight scorers. You've got to, go to count their numbers. They're, they're like <laughs> yeah, points. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. Speaking of for the week. There was one preseason game that I would like to talk about uh, before we go into revealing Hammer's team because I think that's going to start to spark a little bit more back and forth within this group. Um, I think it was the uh, the Wildcats were out there playing a bit of a – who were they playing? An NB1's select team? It was a bit of a – The G, G, the G League Ignite. Ah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw to you, mate, because it starts with Alex Saar. He had a bit of a big one today, and I think he's a talking point. Yeah, I have had some aggressive messages. I'm looking at you, Phil, in the uh, in the chat, um, telling me that he's a sleeper. Um, and look, and and after this game, I'm interested in him. Like I've definitely I've definitely looked at getting him into my team now. Um, he played 29 minutes, 17 points, seven rebounds, six blocks, and five turnovers. Um, that's 37. Super coach points with the assist and the steal that he got. Um, yeah, monster game from Alex Saar and probably showed, I suppose, that he can he can do it. And his break even is like 25 being a nexter. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, he could, he could be really good. What do you think, guys? Before I throw the hammer, because I, yeah, I want, it, I want his point. I'm just going to, I'm going to simplify it with this. It's definitely a no for me, dog. 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 De- Agreed. 100%. This guy's fool's gold, Matty. Absolute fool's gold, man. He's not going to get the minutes. 
I mean, think about it today. There's no Pinder. He's going to command at least 25 minutes a game. The rumours are swirling. There's an import five coming. Aquera's there. I mean, they had Luke Travers last year, and he was meant to be the next NBA prospect. What did they give him? He already was. He was already drafted. Yeah, what did they do with him? It just wasn't there. I, this is Fool's got a great game. Six blocks, is that going to happen every game? The five oh. turnovers, maybe. But look, love it. <laughs> great prospect, but I just think really he's just going to kill you on this. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Yeah, man, Fool's got it. So, so is he a no even as a bench player for you, Hammer? Like, can you spend 100K on the bench? He's 150K right now, right? Yeah. I, I want to see where he actually fits in the rotation. That's that's what happens with preseason. You get a lot of this fool's gold. We've been there before. We've seen guys and it just never eventuates. So I think that the 4-5 rotation there is going to be tough. And he looks like he's a high points per minute guy. I'm just not convinced the minutes are there. So at 115K for a next star, this is a guy I'd be considering at the 69K price for sure. But giggity, if you giggity. look at my team construction later, I haven't got the cash, but I'm going with some of the bigger guys. So we'll see. So, I mean, look, he had a big game as well. No Pinder. Pinder wasn't there. Um, Cotton had 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. Um I think there's one person that I've already mentioned on this show, and I think I want to mention him again, but I have a feeling you got a soundbite that's going to help me. Yes. Yeah. Mate, bring me back to the club. That was one of my favourites, not going to lie. Usher, Jordan Usher, again, 22, six rebounds, three assists, one steal. This guy was brought over to be a defender, to take some pressure off Cotton, so Cotton didn't have to play massive minutes at both ends of the but this guy can play offense as well. He is putting up big, big numbers. He's good. Can, I, I like yeah. his game. He's had this game versus G League Ignite. It was the first two preseason games against NBL One Select, albeit ordinary competition. He's been consistent, and I think he's going to get better. And probably the most important part of this, he's got a role. And if you look around that three spot, it's probably one of the the least amount of depth they've got. Who who they got behind him? I think the minutes are there for him. One hundred percent. He's got he's got minutes at the two and at the three for sure. Ooh. Yeah. So after getting the opportunity to watch a little bit of this one, like I was always thinking that Cotton is going to be the guy just shooting the shots. Like let's just get Cotton out there, shoot all his shots. He's going to get his get his shots up, and then Pinder's going to get the rebound. And that is as one dimensional as these guys are. They're going to be they're going to be defenders and everything at those positions. But do do you guys think that Usher takes a little bit away from Cotton? Possibly. I think Usher benefits from Cotton and the attention he draws. So it's a positive there. But I think Cotton's a good enough player that he'll get his in, in different ways. Like I think the addition of Pinder, the addition of Saar, they're lob threats. It's going to give yeah. Cotton somewhere to dump it if he gets doubled, which he didn't have last year. And he still got his done. The steals, I think Usher... He's come out and openly said, I want to be put on the best offensive player on the other team, which takes that role away from Cotton. But also, if you look at today, Usher's locked up his guy, put the pressure on the ball, and look where the steals came. Two steals for Cotton, five steals for Ty Webster, who's not a renowned defender. Right? Is that a beneficiary of Jordan? 
Yeah, could be. Definitely could I, be. I, like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. What a, I, I, think it, I think it takes a little bit away from Cotton, but I'm still in the camp, which is you can't afford not to have Cotton in round one. Although, and look, I don't want to get into it too far, although where my team currently sits, I don't have Creek. So I've got to actually maybe make a little bit of a choice there, and I'm not sure. And maybe with Creek with the two weeks in a row double games, um, maybe that might be the deciding factor, but I think it's too risky not to have Cotton week one. But I think you're right. I think I, I think he drops in. I think he drops in price for sure because I think there's other options now that he isn't the full scoring threat. So, but in saying so, that, so he's a free hit. There's no price rise or price drop until they've played three games. So you can hmm. have a swing at Cotton, see how it looks, see how it feels, and and get out for what you came in with. So, so two things, Rob. Um, when you talk about uh, two times double game week, can you please call it a double double game week? Um, that's that's where I'd like you to start uh, with a double double game week. And um, was Usher around when you actually went to clubs? <laughs> the, the legit real one, all the time, mate. We just hung out all the time in Cali, Sunset Strip. You know how it is. It was, Shout it out to Loyola Marymount University. Shout out to Loyola Marymount oh. University. Let's go, let's go, Lions, all the time, baby. Hey, mate, he was still in high school when you were in clubs, man. <laughs> I'm, showing my, I'm showing my age a little bit, aren't I? <laughs> He's down, a bit old. Um, Slow down, but... mate. I've got a hat on. I'm not showing too much. I've got a bit of, you know, we're all good. We're all good. Yeah. Um, we've, we've already talked about the, uh, the the tide coming in for Hamish there, but I'll leave that alone. Um, I'm done for dear love. I think it's time for team reveals. What do we reckon? Should we have a yeah, look at Hammer Score? Let's do it. Let's have a look. Okay. So as it Talk sits, it. yeah, as it sits, this is week one. I've gone big. Got all doubles on the starting lineup. And I've gone with probably the big three that you can, you can actually touch in round one, which is your Travers, your Creek, your Cotton. Flowers has been promised a starting spot in Adelaide, another double game week. Was solid in their first preseason hit out. We've got a couple more opportunities to have a look. Huck Porty haven't been overly impressed so far, but I've got hope. And he pairs with Jordan Hunter. So Huck Porty, Hunter on the on the bench, Sydney, Melbourne. You can pair them together and always have double game coverage through to about round seven or eight. And then the other four are cheapies. So Armstrong, I've got high hopes for. I've got concerns about their double donut game coming up in was around three and four. Henshaw was good today. He came away with 17 fantasy points in a squad where the guard rotation was set. So Cotton played, the two Webster brothers played, Usher was there, still got his. Bannon, high on this guy, and Brisbane have a good schedule early. And, and Krebs in Melbourne. Melbourne have a good schedule early, and um, I think he's in for a better season than last year. And, and the new scoring system, that's going to fit his game a bit better. So that's where we're sitting, and a lot of this is set to make moves come come week two. Probably going to move Cotton on. <laughs> Cotton on. Um, yeah. Another sponsorship. Look, you want to work, work on that one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, look, I'm seeing a lot of 69s giggity, out giggity. there. Um, but, what yeah. I, but, but realistically, is Bannon going to play that Krebs role from last year in Brisbane? How so? Like, like you know, sim- similar sort of position. Look, I 
watched a lot of Bullets games and a lot more Bullets games than a lot of other teams, but Krebs was pretty ordinary, but he did get minutes and did get opportunity. Do you think Bannon's, you know, Krebs started a little bit, but probably didn't play those starter minutes. Do you think, how much, how much time do you see Bannon playing for those that don't, I suppose at home that don't know these, um, these 69 or giggity, I have my hands in my pocket, but for those that don't know these $69,000 players, um, what can you tell us about Bannon and, and probably Henschel? Yeah, look, so your 69s, you're pretty much entry level. There's only a few development players that are that are less than that, right? So you're banking on them for, for your cash. You're banking on the guys who are actually going to get some minutes and they're going to go up easily. They're, they've got a low floor, very high ceiling. So Bannon, I think he's a lot different to Krebs from, from Brisbane last year. Different position. Bannon's going to be playing more your four spot. The main competition I'm seeing there is uh, DJ Mitchell which was solid last year, but through the preseason so far, looks like Bannon's getting a nod and is about a third of the price. Impressed early in their preseason game up in Bundaberg against Cairns. Um, I see a lot of upside. Um, yep. And everything I'm hearing is positive. Uh, same with Henschel. He's, he's got high wraps and he, he got some burn today. Armstrong outside of the schedule, is, you know, he, he's meant to be a starter, so I like that. And um, Krebs, I think the role in Melbourne's definitely expanded. There's got to be some shooting there. I don't, I don't call Delhi a shooter. I wouldn't say Illy's great. And so someone who's actually going to space the floor and, you know, he's been solid in the preseason. You know, he had 21 points against the JJs down in uh, Launceston the other night. Yeah, nice. I really like it. And what I've got for Taron Armstrong is we did talk about outside of the draw and it's yeah. an awful one. Probably for Cairns, it's probably a lot worse for New Zealand. Um, yeah. But after he plays his first three games, he's going to get a price rise. Then yep. he doesn't play for two weeks. Can you see yourself burning a trade on that? I can. See, look, the way this is structured, I've got some guys in the starting lineup who have very hefty price tags. So getting rid of Cotton come week two is going to open up a lot of options. So what I'm looking at, and this is still playing around, it could change a thousand times between now and then, is bringing in a guy like a Denzel Valentine, right? he's guard forward eligible, gives you a lot of flexibility. Same with Travers. You can move him around and it frees up a lot of cash. So at that point, I probably don't have to burn another trade. I've got a full starting lineup on doubles and can probably address your Taron Armstrong with that free trade. And don't yep. forget, this is also something new to me coming from fantasy and super coach. We've got those three, what are we calling them? Super trades, extra trades? Boosts. 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 There we go. Super trades. Um, I actually like that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm not against using one of them early. Surely. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, the tactic The tactic always is to use a boost when price rise comes around. When that first yeah. price rise comes around, surely you're using a boost because especially if you've got it wrong or there's just some dramatic cash to be made, I think early on, surely in this super coach land, you've got to get cash because we talked about it before. How many rookies are going to come in and debut? How many players are going to come in and get minutes halfway through a season and be a low price player that you get in? You have to get cash early and then you have to make some good moves. So if there's anyone sitting on that 69 that's going to jump up with a massive cash cow and that boost, you bring in three of them in, dropping some of your 115s if they haven't gone on. Or to be honest, even a, a 277, if they haven't performed and they're not going to jump that much, you might as well drop one of them for a 69, get the cash and just go up from there. 
for sure. And then make the moves later. You've got Taron Armstrong. Can you afford to keep him on the two donuts? Because keeping in mind, after those two donuts, there's a block in the middle of the schedule where Cairns are the hottest team in the league and you're going to want to be bringing some of these guys in. Yeah, all I'm worried about is like wasting some trades on that, like if there's more money to be made elsewhere. And I don't know, like hopefully I've got my bench right enough that they're getting more than more than 10 points. But the way that I can see it is 10 points halved isn't really worth a lot. Like I suppose it it's going to depend if there's somebody that pops out like and just glares to me that you have to get them in. Like if they're going to be making 40K, if they're going to be making 30K in the week, then yeah, I probably will trade them out. But if there's no one to trade him to, I'll probably just cop a non-playable player. Yeah. 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 For the sake of, what, five points potentially, yeah. if you've got a better starter in there, it's you'll make that up. Yep. One, one thing I looked at your team, um, and I don't want to call you a hypocrite, um, but you said, <laughs> actually, I do. Um, <laughs> um, so two things that you said. I, I listen when you talk. Um, one of one of few things. Um, you did say that you know centers aren't as useful as in NBL fantasy, and I have seen you fading that position a little bit, uh, which I really liked. And then you're like, oh well, it made it like super guard friendly. And then you've sort of went cheap with um with Trenton Flowers as your second uh, second guard, and then even your third and fourth guards, you've sort of went went sixty nine a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I love that. Um, but realistically, um, yeah. is that just to do with the schedule? Because I've found myself trying to look for guards because I had yeah. the same opinion when I had a look, and. Yeah. I hadn't really seen people outside of those 270k guys. Like I want an 120 guard that I can rely on, but do you just not find that? You're right, man. There's not the value I'm seeing right there for round one schedule dependent. And also in that sort of below 277 price tag. So I feel like I can carry cotton round one. And by trading him out after round one, I've got the cash to play with. So I'm looking at guys. Well, guys I did look at for round one were, were Gary Brown with Southeast Melbourne. You know, traditionally, he's been high in assists. I think he almost led the league last year. Injury prone, but he's definitely got a role there. But then I had some questions. They brought in Will Cummings as the, the second guard there, who's highly uh, credentialed out of Europe. How does that affect him? They're loaded with creep. They're loaded with big source. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. So there's some question marks. Uh, but, yeah, round two, like the look at Jalen Adams. Love the look of... Uh, Justin Robinson, Nilawara. That would have been one of my top guys. I think this new scoring format really plays to his strengths, except awful schedule in Nilawara. Uh, out of Tassie, another guy that you've said you like, and I've got an eye on this dude too, is uh, Jordan Crawford. Uh, and even going back to Jordan Usher, there's one there, except Perth's schedule's up and down. So definitely a lot of value. A lot of this starting lineups just to do with, with the schedule in round one and the ability... Like I said, probably bringing Denzel Valentine is to trade my way out of this quite easily. Come round two. Yeah, I really like it. I really like it. Um, so while you're there, Maddie, here's another one, and this is probably one of my hottest tips. Shannon Scott, love this guy. Was in Cairns last year. Going to be cooking for your guys in uh, in Brisbane. Like the look of that guy. He's, I think he's about 313k, something like that from memory. Yeah. So I. <laughs> 
So I'm probably looking for somebody in that set in that double game week, week two. And this is probably an excellent segue into my team, um, which which has a few guys that you have, um, doesn't have some other guys. Uh, but like when I go to Bryce Cotton with 466K, I probably want to downgrade to somebody and spend that money elsewhere. Um, I was looking at Sobe. Um, look, he's my boy. I was wearing, I'm wearing him right here. But yeah, like the Chris Smith, I suppose is he somebody to look at? Do you think Shannon's got over Chris Smith? I do. Firstly, your boy Sobi, I think he's got a lot of upside this year. I'm not touching him. Uh, I'm scarred. I'm hurt. This guy's killed me before in fantasy. And, <laughs> and this is the inefficiency that fantasy had. You know, he's a volume scorer, high turnover. You know, he's going to go out and leave it all out there, but it never translated that well or consistently in fantasy. I think this new scoring system, he's a big beneficiary. But, uh, yeah, Shannon Scott over Chris Smith. What's your take? Why Chris Smith? I actually like the duel um, as well. I was sort of looking for a forward there at some stage that somebody that can sort of score and, I suppose, play like a like a guard, but I can slot him into my, um, my forward spot, much like, I suppose, Luke Travis or somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, I did look at him, and I'm not going to go as far as to say fool's gold, but they had that one hit out in in Bundaberg against Cairns, and he, he hit the seven threes, a lot of it late. I think he, he scored well. He might have had 30 or close to. Not a lot of other yeah. stats. I, I just don't see that happening every game. There was no Sobe. Uh, there was no Shannon Scott. So there's, there's a lot more mouths to feed to come back. I think Shannon Scott, though, and he's demonstrated this in Cairns, He's across the stat sheet, man. He's high on assist. He plays good D, gets the steals. He scores. He's very stingy with the turnovers. And he played with Taj McCall, which is pretty comparable to playing with someone as ball dominant as Sobe and still got it done. So who have you, what have you done with your changes, Matty? What have you done? What, have you so made I went and added, Yeah, I went and added Sarah after today. I've just went and done it. <laughs> Jeez, I just, I just had to do it. Have you put him? Have you put him on a start? <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, with the double game week, and I've went and went and added Bolden instead. I did have Hunter, um, mm-hmm. but you know what? We've we've got to have some have some differences in our team. So I went and added Sar instead of Hunter. Um, had some money for Bolden. Updated somebody from my bench. Um, so I've still got Huck Porty. I'm still going with Creek and Cotton. I'm still going with Travis. I'm still going with Flowers. But, yeah, I just thought, you know what, knee-jerk reaction. Let's have a look at what my team likes, looks like with Saar there. And if this mystery five or or whatever, the worst-kept secret in Australia happens in Perth, <laughs> um, I don't see Saar, I suppose, starting for the year because he's still not, like, 69K which is where I'd like to be paying for may, possibly the third string center. But 115 might be a bit too much. But he's shown he can ball. He gets some respect this week. He gets a bit of a nod. Yeah, I've made a few changes as well. There's a couple there that Hammer suggested, which if anyone's been watching us on YouTube and I've just been looking down, it's not me not showing any interest. It's me just like looking up these players that Hammer's been talking about, little tweaks around and making some things. Because I said I wanted to bring Bryce Cotton in. I had to bring him in. Um, I'm not sold on Mitch Creek for week one. I think I want to bring him in week two. I think that'll be the move that I make as well. So for me, it's um, 
I, you know, I'm I'm here for a good time as well. Let's be let's be clear. I, I put my name on the line when it comes to Supercoach AFL. I think for NBL Supercoach, I want to go and enjoy the games. I want to win, but I also want to go and enjoy the games. And right now, Usher's got to be in the lineup because that's just ridiculous if I don't. So I've got Luke Travers, Usher. I have now burnt at the centre and gone with uh, Huck Porty. Um, Hunter is sitting on the bench as well because I do want good balance. I, I want balance. I want to just not be able to burn both areas. I want to see what both of them do in their roles. Bryce Cotton's sitting there for me, and um, it looks so much better with him with the C. I feel confident about it in that first week, and I'm enjoying Franklin because he's got the double-double game week for the first time. Mm. So Franklin Thank for me sitting there. Yeah. Now, allowing me to do that, though, and I'm intrigued to hear this because Tui is obviously a massively picked um, high-percentage player at the moment. Therefore, I've had to kind of drop him, and I've gone with your boy Bannon that you just mentioned. So I've got Bannon and Albrich, Hunters on the bench in the centres, and I'm still sitting there with Flowers and Armstrong because I think that's a lock for me on the bench for the guards. Yeah. Albrich, love the look of him. Once again, Illawarra's schedule is pus. You know, like, and it, it kills me. Every year the schedule comes out and there's some teams that there's guys I really want to have in my squad and the schedule just won't allow it. And that's, that's some, one of the biggest differences with those guys who come from a super coach background is with your traditional your AFLs, your NRLs, it's always one game every week. The schedule isn't as important as it is with the NBL. Double yeah. game weeks, it's, man, you really need your whole starting lineup, if possible, to be on doubles. Otherwise, you and your captain especially, otherwise you're doing yourself a bit of an injustice. So on that point then, like I've got a bit of cash still sitting there, not enough to do like a big upgrade to a creek yeah. or something like that. Would you suggest then that Tui's got to be in there instead of Albrecht to start? Kings, yeah. Yeah, from the Kings. Yeah. At, at 115K, I, I don't see him for round one. They're on a single. Okay. Uh, you could potentially bring him in for the for the double game. I think he's going to be a, a cash cow. Like, But, but yep. then again, like Sydney... They're loaded. Yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, he's possibly going to start at the three, or if not, like a, maybe a six-man role. But Jalen Adams, he's going to want the ball in his hand. Denzel yeah. Valentine's made it clear he's trying to get back to the NBA. You've got DJ Hogue, remember? Like, he's a stud. He was really fantasy relevant last year. Uh, and a lot of guys slept on him early because in Cairns, they had a terrible s- schedule. Adams was a big one for me. Like I was really big on putting Adams in my team. It obviously doesn't have to be a round one thing. It could be a round two, but I'm big on it. But you hit up with a fair point and, and something you heard that you talked about when we just talked about before we jumped in the studio. What were you hearing coming out of Sydney? Yeah, so there's an article, I believe it was NBL.com this week. The, the Sydney coach, Mohammed abdul Fattah, was, was talking about how potentially the Sydney will not settle on a, a starting lineup. They're going to mix it up and and be up and down, you know, horses for courses. And and while that might work to win some basketball games, that's a very scary thing to hear in the fantasy world. You know, you, you want some consistency to know your guys, especially when you've paid up big for them, are going to play. Like, if you've got a, one of your studs and they're only playing 15 minutes and you get a price drop, that's going to have some flow and effects, yeah? Is that one of the best gigs to walk into or the toughest because they've had so much success? It's tough, man. Like, yeah. it's... There's some expectations to go with that, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, that was like a, just an interesting story in itself with their coach leaving and and what actually I think we'll never truly know maybe what was the conversations or what was going on. But that was a weird one when that hit the, the airwaves yeah. for sure. There's, there's another point to make there. 
Sydney have gone after these G League coaches. So you look at your Will Weavers last year or last couple of years, they had uh, Chase Buford out of the G League as well. And these guys come, they bring a certain style. And it's up and down, it's run and gun, it's fast, it's a lot of possessions, which is very conducive to high fantasy scores. So this guy's probably going to bring a lot of the same, and he said that. So I see Sydney, if, if these guys are getting the burn, it's going to be good. And if- I'll tell you the one stability they have there, and I saw I was lucky enough to hear um, her speak at a, at a conference, a sports conference. I work in the sports industry over here. Uh, sports conference, Fleur McIntyre. Uh, she, yeah. Man, she was fantastic to listen to, and the role that she plays – as an assistant coach, I think when you actually get to hear what some of these assistant coaches do and their their influence that they have on those players, that to at least know that she's still there, I think gives that steady. I think she just seems like, dare I say, I'm sure she won't mind me saying, she was like a mum to the players, like legit. Yeah. Like she played that role on top of just her basketball knowledge and the way that she coached and those type of things. But the amount of cool stories she talked about behind the scenes of what she did with the players and the relationship she had with each one. She, she wanted to show one slide and it was just literally the team there celebrating. And she didn't want to tell all the stories and she didn't want to be on the slide too long. She couldn't help it. She just, she just, it's like she just got lost in it and you could just see the love yeah. for the players. And for me, that was just like, wow, like that's awesome. So to see that she's still there, I think is hopefully that maybe that steadiness that they need. Um, yeah. Obviously, that being that said, though they've had a bit of a turnover with players as well, so it all sort of starts again. Absolutely, and the impact the coach has on a team in the basketball world—it's just as big in the fantasy world. So you look, you look at some of the teams traditionally. Some of these coaches are fantasy killers, like mm. Vickman in United, up and down. Like Yanks guys when they're hot, he's never been great for me fantasy-wise. Another one. Brilliant coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league is Scott Roth with Tassie. But they play 12 deep. You know, they had times last year with Josh Majette. And he went, and rightfully so, with a development player in Sean McDonald. But if you got, uh, you know, the starting point guard, the import in your fantasy team, he doesn't care about your fantasy team. I can tell you that much. No. I get, actually love I love I love when the coach addresses fantasy though as well because you know the question is actually towards that. And I, like, at least do it in a joking way. Don't be that coach that goes, I don't give a shit. Make a joke about it. Be like, my bad. I know I just cost you one rebound for your double double, your five extra points. It's all good. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I do like when they embrace it. Like you can't tell me that players don't know. Players know. Yeah, players know where yeah. they've put it. Yeah. They're, they're playing the game. This is a part of their fun out there on the court. If you're not playing, like, yeah. why wouldn't you? It's no different than jumping in a bit of 2K and having a laugh with your, your mates, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Look, boys, I feel like we could go back and forth, back and forth for a while. We've hit over that 40-minute mark. We easily could talk for another hour. Um, look, I'll throw around for some final words in a second. I want to just say first, Hammer. This has been too good to not have you back on again. So I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thank you for being on. And you are more than welcome to come back anytime. Yeah. Love, love the boys. Thanks for having me. I'll be back for sure. Maddie, final words from you, my friend. Oh, look, I'm just excited to see how the weekend's going to pan out, really, when it comes to NBL. I'll try and get those trigger fingers uh on my phone to uh, to not change it up too much with reactions as to what happens, but yeah, it'll be it'll be hard to make any final decisions. I think until the blitz up at the Gold Coast. So. Two fantasy games Saturday night to keep an eye on too. Absolutely, yep. and we'll make sure. So, 
And we will be bringing you all of that. So stay tuned. I know coming up, we have got the schedule is all set out. We've got the best table to put out to you. We'll be putting that on our Discord. That'll go on our Twitter. Make sure you follow along. We will be diving into that schedule like no other business, especially that we might try and start it and condense it as nice as early as we can. We'll be helping you think about what kind of different moves that can be done. I think it's really important that we do dive into some foundation strategy bases as well. The, the no cotton, the no creek base, the balance base, the like stars all in base. And maybe we can just digest what that could look like. And look, the more games that get played, the more we're able to talk about these 69K players, these 115K players, because we know that's what you all want to hear. Make sure you follow along, everyone. We will bring you all the information, all the facts, all the stats to build your winning NBL super coach team. Until next time, this has been the Inside Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. Hush, hush, hush.